probably like congratulations <laughs> thanks man it was an amazing wedding like it was a great time and yeah we, we got our european honeymoon in christmas so then she i'm like honey you need to buy some walking shoes good good no walking shoes so we went on all birds if you know all birds right no uh, you know those shoes? Dude, they're the most comfortable shoes ever, right? Like, it's literally like putting on socks because it's made out like Ooh. there's different types. There's merino wool, and then I think there's one that's like, I think it's bamboo or eucalyptus, like uh, trees or whatever now, right? And they're really good. Like, they're the most comfortable shoe ever, and they got like these water, water resistant ones now, and just heaps of different styles. And man, like, we were just all buying. birds. Yeah, Look at like, you, man. We can end the show. You're already throwing down massive value. So, I like taking care of my feet, you know? Like, that's oh, a big man. deal. We're, we're on it is all day. the most comfortable shoe ever, right? Like, you got to try a pair. And, like, it's the best. Most comfortable shoe ever. Let's, let's put this out here. Um, and <laughs> Richard Fu. And hopefully, they'll they'll just make you a sponsor, you know? That would be amazing. Ah, um, uh, so. wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> That'd be fun. All right, all birds, the shoes. I love it. Thank you. I'm glad I asked. Um, all right, cool, man. We're going to be diving into... Uh, you call it the busyness cycle. I was like, he spelled business wrong. And then I was like, oh, no, he didn't. that was smart. Um, so breaking the biz the busyness cycle of tech automation and virtual teamwork and and how you've been able to do that, driving prosperity. Um, I, give me a big secret. What what? So what's your why behind all of this? Uh, Jackson, when well, I used to run businesses for myself and I used to go and be the owner and I'd be like, hey, how, how are you? How, what's happening? And then everyone's carrying around that badge of busyness. Right? Man, I'm so busy, Jackson, right? And I'm like, good for you, right? That you're really busy. But <laughs> I realized like, it's just, it's just a facade. I think a lot of people carry it to, to just look, look how, how busy I am, right? But I'm like, well, what if we made business boring, meaning it's predictable? We, it's a machine. That's what I want to create where it, Things go in and then the things that come out, I expect to come out, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why I'm like, why are we rushing around trying to be busy all the time? Like, isn't it more fun where we actually don't talk and pretend we're busy? We just, you know, have that space. And the, this, especially when you're an owner or high up in the business, people get, your team will be like, oh, Jackson, I'm afraid to talk to you because I think you're busy, right? And I'm like, <sighs> I'm never busy, right? Sorry, I am busy, but I'm never too busy for you. Right. right. And that's what I want to break through for, for a lot of people is, you know, everyone's just so precious about their time. But then it's like, if you're so precious about your time, sometimes like your time's actually not worth that much. Right. Because yeah. you just want to block it out doing all these other things. And, you know, there's a lot of important things that I think get left on the side because we're chasing that busyness. Hey, I, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is busy is broke. I don't, busy <laughs> is broke. It will leave you in the ditch. Um, so there's a difference in productivity and busy work. There's a huge difference in being productive and profitable and being busy. So I don't know. You don't. You don't seem to like that quote too much. What do you? What do you no, think? Man, I, mean, like, man, I, I think it's good. I think I'm still processing. It's like busy is broken. Like that is very interesting. I think there's a lot more depth to it, right? Uh, on there and look, it, it's 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 especially true at the start when you're starting any business, right? It's like you just got to scrounge around. Right. And you got to figure a way through to make it happen. And then, yeah, it's just you get caught up. Right. As things get get bigger, your team gets bigger, you get caught up on things. And it's about well, running. I mean, let's look at it really this way. If you're just getting started, there's nothing to be broken. Right. So you, you still got to build something <laughs> in order to, to, to get past the stage where you're, you're going to find yourself broke. But again, I'd still say that's where 
it's the word choice is so important and what we do what's hmm. your favorite quote rich um i have this all right welcome in to vision pros live with jackson callum i'm your show host we will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there What's up, Vision Pros? Welcome into another episode of Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business, and I'm excited to have Richard Fu on the show today. He's a managing director for Outsourcing Angels. They run a great virtual assistant platform. We're going to be looking at that in just a minute. I do want to talk about some sponsors. I also want to own the fact that I kind of, I don't want to call it one of my cardinal sins, but you guys know how the show interruption process goes. You may not know behind the scenes of that. Um, the reason why we do the show the way that we do is so that there's no dead air on any of the platforms as they grab the live version, but we also eliminate our need to edit. That also means we have to warn our guests in advance that we're going to be rudely cutting them off in the middle of one of their thoughts while we launch the, the intro. And I have certainly made some, some guests very upset with that process by not accidentally telling them about that beforehand. Well, with Rich here, here we were talking and we're in such a good conversation. I was like, this is all really valuable stuff. I can't interrupt him. I was like, I just, I just want to hear what he has to say about this because we only got a limited amount of time with him. So let's just keep going in this. And then I asked him for his favorite quote and that's when I chose to cut him off. And I was like, wait, we're going to circle back around to this because this is his favorite quote. This is a big deal. So anyway, without further ado, I will be, I will be letting him share his favorite quote in just a minute too. Um, but normally we use that as an opportunity to, for you guys to also reach out to him and, and dive deeper down different paths. Um, so before, before I bring him on stage though, I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsors up here, uh, Cold Click and Simply Fast Websites. And I'm going to be fast about it for this time. So Cold Click we use for LinkedIn automation. Um, it allows us to distribute our voice and get in front of people who might be a really good fit for the show. In the case of Rich, I don't think we found him through that, though, through our LinkedIn automation. I think he's one of the people who came to us um, or that we found through matchmaker.fm or Podbooker or similar platform to connect podcast hosts and guests. They're awesome platforms either way. And the more you can do to distribute your voice in a way that's effective and that helps people understand that, as Rich was talking about, we're not just busy. Um, you know, like doing things just to them. We're actually we're actually connecting with people with tremendous purpose. The more likely you are to have success with automation systems. Um, now, simply fast websites for anybody who's just starting out on the entrepreneurial path, or if you don't have a website, I highly recommend saving yourself the time, the frustration, the effort, and launching a very imperfect product. Now, I can't say that simply fast will create an imperfect product for you. I just know what I what to expect when I pay one hundred and seventy nine dollars for anything let alone a website. I spent thousands on building my brands out and I spent, yeah, thousands of hours as well, learning Wix, learning Squarespace, learning Weebly, learning Elementor and Divi and all these different things and talking to web designers and web developers and UX and UI specialists, et cetera. There's a lot to learn. My greatest secret for any of you who's just starting out, don't become a master of the web. Become a master of your craft and business and farm that out to somebody who can at least extract some of your vision and create yourself a very, very imperfect Nike.com. When the web first came out, their website sucked too. Nobody expects your website to be great. We do expect you to show up though and provide great value. Getting somebody like this, a website provider who can help you do that without distracting you from the prize at hand, building productivity and building profitably is incredibly valuable and important. And Rich may be also one of those secret weapons as well with his virtual assistant. So we'll talk about that too in just a little bit. 
before we do again, the water project. I am so lucky and fortunate, as are all of the people who are listening right now, to likely to have access to this clean drinking water. Um, I just get to go to my sink and I can drink that. I can put a filter on it too, which is nice. But there's people in the world who don't have access to clean drinking water. They have to go and search for water and they often get desperate with whatever they can find and have to bring that home to their families. We have an amazing responsibility, but also an opportunity to give back. We got 8 billion people in this world who need a lot of help. And while it would be easy to focus on my needs and you know what, what me and Richard Fu need to get out of this conversation today, I would be remiss to not take the time to, to hopefully inspire you to either share the word about the water project or drop a comment with one of your favorite charities or causes that needs supported because we can do more to help out in this world. When we do, we feel good. But when we do, we're also just doing the right thing. Um, the Water Project happens to show you when you put your dollars towards a specific community, you get to see the outcome on the other end of that community and see the borehole well that they created or the sand dam. I think it's amazing what they've done to create transparency around what they do um, and to create more awareness of how many people on earth actually need help. And uh, so anyway, all that said, we're going to dive right in. Rich, thank you so much for being on Vision Pros Live, dude. It is awesome to have you. Oh. Whoa, Jackson, good to be back, right? You put me in this little box, man. I thought it was like, you know, like the Oscars where they play music beforehand when it's like, hey, wrap it up. It's like, it's straight cut in, right? I was like, no, oh, man, we're kind of right today. <laughs> I, I will, I will throw, throw the box a little bit to the side. Let me, let me do this too, though, because you have one of the coolest testimonials I've ever seen. Um, so we're going to go over to this page, right? And so here you are, not you. This isn't, she's prettier than you are. Um, you got the founder, Lynn Podetti. How do I say her name? Yep. Yep. Correct. How do you say your name? Yeah. Lynn Padetti. Oh, you did. Okay. did it right. Lynn Padetti. And mm. she's got this business that she's launched for outsourcing angel. And she gives you her timeline from 1992 and putting a bunch of money into it to try to figure out how it works. And then in her timeline, bam, uh, I don't know many business owners who are willing to do this. The best decision I made was hiring an operations manager. And she hired who? Richard. That is all sorts of mic job, my friend. So we are so honored to have you on the show to talk to you about what the heck did you do to help this wonderful lady build out this virtual agency? And, and we just, we got a lot to learn today about tech automation and virtual teamwork. So oh, yeah, Jackson, thanks for sharing that, man. I, I, I didn't, I remember approving that page, but I didn't know you were going to pull it up. Right. I was like, Oh, testimonial, man. I hope it's a good one. Right. Hopefully it's not, not too far back. Hopefully it's not my dad. Right. Or my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Either, right. Uh, but, no, I'm excited to be here. Uh, hopefully, I can bring some value to the listeners here. And so, yeah, man, happy to jump straight in. Where, where shall we start, Jackson? Awesome, man. Well, it's uh, that's easy enough. The the biggest uh, question. I know this is hard for for the humble out there, but uh, you know, for for leaders who don't want to admit it, but who should be listening, and why should they be listening to you? Uh, I hate I hate going down the route. I know. I, like I know. I gotta prop myself. Sounds like an ego away. thing. It's not. Yeah, though. exactly. There's a lot of people who need your help. I, uh, I love it at the same time because look, at the end of the day, if you have a gift, you have to share it, right? And so for me, like that's the, right. The people who should be listening here are, you know, any business owners, typically more the smaller ones, right? Who are, or even team leaders who are finding themselves feeling like they're trapped, feeling like their team is dependent on them, feeling like you're the bottleneck, whether it's in your team or in your business. And you just wonder what's wrong, right? Why, why have I created this for myself? And, and maybe it's subconsciously done or you consciously do it, right? And really, why should you listen here? Is because 
what I'm here to do is really to create that time freedom, right? That's what Outsourcing Angel is about here too. We want to create the time freedom. We're in the business of freedom. And for that to happen, a lot of the times it's about letting go of, you know, one, your, your ego, right? Which is what I have to do here in this moment right now. And on top of that, it's about building the right processes, the right technology and the right people around you so that then you can empower them in the right ways and support them, right? To get, get the work done and get your business rolling and your team moving without you around. Because that's one of the biggest things here that we want to unleash. It's breaking that bottleneck. Uh, that you have right now so absolutely and and those bottlenecks they they come at every single level in different shapes different sizes sometimes multiple um you know depending on the the scale of your brand etc and and y'all are i like that you're in the business of freedom and in the business of bottleneck breaking um or or extending uh, let's go hand in hand i do want to circle back i promise the audience what's your favorite quote Oh man, I was like, damn, this is really a good one, right? Uh, and then I just shuffled into the box. But uh, <laughs> I have this broken arrow. So, if you, Jackson, you ever been to like, you know, T. Harbecker's, uh, I forget what it's called. Like, it was his first, one of his first events. It's he's the guy who wrote Secrets of the Linear Mind, right? So, and we, we like, ran the, um, we ran T. Harbecker's video ads um, when I was a video oh, power marketing. He came on board. Um, but I've never been to oh, one of his yeah. events. I've heard lots of great things about him, though, and, and I, I can oh, say they were yeah. they're fun to work with. Yeah, so he had this free event that was a three-day millionaire mind intensive. I think that's what it's called, right? And mm -hmm. in it, they get the, I don't know if they do it anymore today, right? But you get this arrow, and you put it on your throat, like right here, right? And then the other person's supposed to stand out with their palm like that, so the arrow, like, you know, the end of the arrow is that way, too. And you're meant to, like, walk through that and then break the arrow, Right. And you write something on the arrow. And I remember I wrote on the arrow, hey, this is like, you know, sorry, long story is, you know, I am going to never withhold myself from doing what I want anymore. Right. And I, I will never withhold myself from doing what I want. Yeah. And underneath, I, I, I framed it. Right. So the arrows look like this now because it's broken. And I framed it up. And there's, a, there's his quote below that that says, how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm. Right. How you do anything is how you do everything. That's what I think about every day, whether it's something really small for myself or my family or, or my or business to the biggest things, right? And so I, that sits in my head all the time is, you know, and that's a huge part of my integrity here that I try to uphold is, you know, if I say I'm going to be on, I'm going to be on, right, at that time or whatever it is, right? Uh, and so, you know, and I, I apologize, right, Jackson? I think I was like 30 seconds or a minute late on this one here. That's pretty much the big quote for me in my life. Hey, all good, man. I love the quote. How you do anything is is how you do everything. Um, combine that with uh, virtues and mm. whew, you can have a, a wonderful life. Thank you for sharing that. So uh, let's look at let's look at your vision for those that you serve. You you already you already covered it from a surface standpoint, right? And and I when I say surface, you covered the the core fundamentals too. That um, you know we're striving to to achieve freedom um, as entrepreneurs. Um, let's expand on that. What's the vision look like? Man, like, you know, Outsourcing Angel, and I'll talk about the business, right? The Outsourcing Angel started off as a virtual assistant company. It's still probably known as a virtual assistant company, but we're transforming it. We've, we've gone from virtual assistants, we're doing systemization, automation consulting, right? And, you know, the thing that I'm playing with now is expanding into this infinite vision, 
right? It's based off like Simon Sinek's uh, book, The Infinite Game, where it's about not having the end goal of let's be the best company of this. It's this is our vision. Our vision is to then be, you know, the <laughs> thank God we updated the website literally like two days ago, right? Before you used to say virtual assistants in the Philippines, right? And now yeah. it's it's really about building freedom, you know, and, and creating that freedom for business owners because you don't get into business to just be working in your business, right? You created it because you wanted that time freedom. You wanted to do more of, you know, what you want in your life, whether that's spend time with family, go traveling, or try new experiences. And that's that's where we want to take ourselves, whatever that looks like, whether that includes AI in the future, VR, virtual reality, right? Whatever that looks like, we, we're open to it to really expand that. And it's not just for business owners here, right? Because our business, the virtual assistant, there's no office. We have no office anywhere in the world. Everyone that works in outsourcing works from home, mm. you know, or works where they want to, right? That's awesome. And that's, that's that's the other freedom is employees who can't create a business and that we want to create freedom for them, right? Uh, in that space too. So that's why our vision is very big on that side. Oh, I love that. And that's, you know, it, it also gives you guys a degree of accountability, um, a, a greater measure of accountability, because if your product is something that you're not also consuming, then it makes it a little bit harder to empathize with the audience and know am I am I I know a lot of agencies, for instance, that run campaigns northward of of you know ten million dollars for their clients, but their agency doesn't have the capacity to to take on that many more clients. They can only run a couple hundred a couple hundred bucks for themselves or a thousand bucks for themselves. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's a tremendous advantage when you are very much living with your own product um, as well and and developing and not just with that in consumer mind, but for, for your own dynamic needs for, for what you want, what your team members want. That's amazing. So what is your vision for you? Oh, my vision. And it's something I got to craft out more, right? It's, it is a weird thing. Jackson is what gravitated me towards outsourcing angel was this freedom thing. And it's how I created my life. You know, mm -hmm. it's how I invest, right. So that I can actually create that freedom financially for myself and my family. Right. It's really, creating that space and time in my life that's my that's my whole vision is how do i create more time and space for me my wife my future kids come in right uh yeah. they're my friends and it's really yeah i used to chase all the that dollar sign right like that's what what i was mm -hmm. i was brought into is even when you go through the whole personal development stuff and, and, and being an entrepreneur it's chasing dollar signs but i had to go through multiple revisions of that dream and to realize my vision is I just want to create time to do what I want to do. And that means working in a remote company, right? That means having the house that I want and creating, you know, the right investments so that, you know, me, my wife and the family, future family we're going to have is, has that space to go do what we want. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's refreshing too. when somebody has, you know, has been able to work on learning those dynamics about themselves as young as you have, how old are you? <laughs> uh it's nice that you think i'm young man i'm 37 right oh that's about I, what i thought that's about what i thought the, I the zoom in right like do you see the wrinkles yet man like no it, not it, at it, all you're yeah. gonna you're gonna age way better than me I'll for, it'll happen for decades i'm gonna look super old in like a decade from now and and you're still gonna look the same age and it's not fair um uh, but life's not fair anyway no digressing to to the thought when i say young like i they, i know some people are like oh man he talks like like he's talking to a child. No, you're older than me. 
And I appreciate mm. what I've learned too in my life, you know, according to my time. And mm. I grew up with the opposite paradigm though, of wanting to make sure that I, I didn't think about the finances. I thought about the purpose and I thought about the family planning aspect. And I, I became a dad by 22. Um, and I decided from before that, that I was going to be a, a stay-at-home dad as best as possible. I worked from home. So I had three kiddos um, and I worked from home and we had all sorts of amazing balance in life. Um, mm. And I had to learn about the career ambition stuff on the opposite in that spectrum. Or I shouldn't say I had to, thanks to books like As a Man Thinketh and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, mm. you know, they opened my paradigm to realizing, oh, there's virtues on all sides of the spectrum. And if I just isolate on my current desires and current realities, I will miss out on so many opportunities. And, and then I'll be that old guy okay. who says, oh, man, I wish I had dot, dot. I didn't want any of those. I wanted to just be happy with how I live my life and be centered on the, the journey. And so you, you've you done that, um, I would say, to a, you've, you've proven that in many, many ways. So along that path, Richard, what, what's been the worst leadership experience that you've ever seen? Oh, this is, this is a very good one. And it was when I was in a corporate world, right? And so I had a boss there and she must have been like the most toxic boss I've ever seen in my life, Ooh. right? Toxic in the sense where I joined in the team and there was all, all a lot of things I think break down in leadership because there's unsaid expectations, right? Meaning you're like, you should know this. You should be that. Why do I have to tell you that, right? But I don't know who you are. I don't know how you like to operate. And I'm trying to extract that. And so she, you know, she would say things like where we had this, like, you know, like a half public holiday type of thing uh, on a day in Australia. And then she, you know, we're all drinking and stuff. And she'd be like telling the team, you guys can all take the day off. And I'm, I'm like, what? What's, why, tomorrow? Like, are you taking the day off? I would ask everyone in the team, are you taking the day off? And then they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, I'm not, right? And I'm, I'm like, okay, she said it, so I guess it's okay. Next, the day after I come in, like, I just get the mad cold shoulder treatment, right? And then my team members pull me up and go, hey, man, you probably shouldn't have taken that day off. I'm like, why? But she said, though, she said it's okay, right? And they're like, oh, she's not happy about it. And then I'm like, what's wrong? She told me personally. She looked at me and said, you can take the day off. Yeah, right. And I don't know if it's a test or not. Maybe it is, right? And it's and, a very toxic you know, test. Yeah, yeah, right. Because it's it's like I just want to see what you're gonna do, which you know, graded the wrong way. And then she started picking on all these other things, right? So like you know, I, I see the same person do the same thing, but she wouldn't pick them up on it, you know. So I got you could say almost it felt like I was getting bullied, right? And, and you know, I was there going, man, this is like first two three months in the job. I'm like what do I do? I can't quit, right? I'm not a quitter type of person to quit so early. And I remember I had to sit down with her and I took the initiative here. And this is the biggest thing I learned. Even though it's the worst experience going through, I wouldn't wish it for anyone else. I had to sit her down, Jackson. And I said, hey, so look, I understand. You haven't said this thing, but I get this feeling. You're not happy with me, right? And that I'm not performing the way you want. And so I want us to start fresh. I want us to work together because I really want to make sure I, I fulfill what you need here, right? And so this is the three-point wow. plan I'm going to do. I, I can't remember what I said, right? Is it this or this and this? Is there anything else you need, right, me to be at so that then we can be in a good place here? Because I'm committed to staying here, right? And this is – I don't even know why I did it, man. I should probably should quit, right? Most other people probably would have quit, 
But that's been the biggest learning experience for me is one, I don't want to ever treat someone like that. Right. So that's why I try to be super clear and re, re, re-emphasize my expectations where I can with people. And, but yeah, after that, she changed her tune, fully loved me. Right. And it was like, oh, everything's great now. Right. Because I took ownership of it. You know, and that's the thing that's I learned so from myself was I had to take ownership, even when it felt like it's not even my fault. Right. Uh, to a degree, because I got baited or whatever it was, you know. So, yeah. Hmm. Oh my gosh. That's huge. And, uh, there's, there's so many little lessons. Now, one thing you said, though, I'm going to, I'm going to find the one thing to argue with. Um, and, and that is that you said, you know, most people would have quit. I don't believe that. I see so many people who stay in those types of relationships for decades. Um, you know, and, and I know a lot of people would hear your story and, and be like, like, oh, that's all they did to you. Um, you know, like <laughs> I went through this and this, and, and there's this like combative, desired almost like who can who can have the work work situation that sucks the most welcome to the office i mean i've seen half an episode i think i'm not a big fan at all i don't get those types of environments what's cool is entrepreneurs don't use it either that's usually why they're entrepreneurs they don't they don't want to be involved in something like that so that's that's neat that you took a stand but i also love that you saw the opportunity to to be the diplomat the leader who bridged the gap and the way you went about that is so hard. It's so easy to point fingers back. Hey, look, I know you got it out for me. And I know that you're the problem. I know that you this. I know you didn't do that. You mm. want to see how you could you could be better in the situation and mm. uh, didn't escalate a situation that would have been super, super easy to escalate. Mm. And I think it's interesting, Jackson, that you're like, no, I think a lot of people would not have quit. And so I think, mm. yeah, I think about now deeper and maybe I think, Quitting looks like different things, right? Quitting could be I actually resign or, you know what, I resign internally and I'm just going to shut up and do whatever you want, which is like mm. the whole caving in and just like whatever, walk over True. me like a map, right? Or quiet and, quitting, which is where yeah. you, you totally, you know, set fire to their life without <laughs> them really knowing it. Ugh. Yeah, right. And, and and you're probably right. There's different ways of quitting that maybe some people wouldn't have gone through and I don't know like if i go in deep as to why did i go through that whole diplomat route of not even saying you it's your fault your fault your fault because i know she was a very fiery type whereas like you know i saw it right where she would come like yeah. we would do it audits and she would go slam into like the it team right and, and i'm like oh, i don't think that's a really good play and i'm like if i try and do that i don't i think i'm gonna get grilled i'm gonna get fired on the spot right yep. and so that's why i had to learn how to be very what is it? Uh, the word, yeah, diplomatic, but also what's the word where it's like you have to choose your words carefully, right? And I know you're very big on languaging, yeah. right? I mean, diplomatic is, is a big part. Being a diplomat is a yeah, big yeah, part yeah. of that. I, I don't use very many big words. And if I do, it's because I got tactful. Lucky. Sorry, tactful is a word, right? I have to be very tactful oh, yeah. on how to, to, to word it in a way where I, I display that I am taking responsibility as well. You know, versus uh, you yeah. should have told me this, should have told me that, and the blame game, right? And and I think yeah. it's very big on me, accountability, and and it's very big when I work with other people too. I'm like, I don't have a problem, Jackson, if you know you screwed up on something, right? But as long as you take accountability, like, yeah, sorry, Richard, it's kind of like my fault that it led here. It's not t- completely my fault, but some part of it is my fault too, because I didn't right. do this or didn't do that. Right. Right. And so and as yeah, the as the new guy like taking the bait to to go on, you know, take the day off yeah. while you know, it's like she's she probably you know, you you also show your team 
and the brand, how committed you are, right? When, mm -hmm. when you choose to, to make those decisions or not, I've, I've been in that. Now, in five to 10 years, um, you know, if you, if you and your wife have kids um, and then you've got the new battles of figuring out how to parent and all that, y'all will both find yourselves in her shoes more often too. And you'll probably be very <laughs> grateful for the lesson that you got to learn a lot. You'll be like, oh man, now I know how she feels. Um, so yeah. this, this is really cool. That was a great, as an excellent story for everybody who's listening. So what would you say your best leadership experience has been? Oh, geez. Um, so the boss that replaced that boss after, right, is okay. probably the best leader I've ever seen and ever had the chance of working under. Wow. And the reason what made him really good was he's very good at building relationships, right, and negotiating. But what was more important was when... <laughs> And it's so funny, like I went through some mad, really big changes in my life. So I was engaged to a person, right? And while working at that place. Uh, and then we, we we caught off the, I caught off the engagement, right? Good for you. And That's hard we, to do. Massive, man. It was huge, right? It was the biggest, like one of the biggest life decisions, right? Because, you know, it's very hard. You've, I've made it a commitment and now I have to decommit from that commitment, which is like massive. Oh. And then I have to face all the other ramifications of that, meaning telling other people that, hey, we're no longer engaged, right? To the point where I would rock up to work and I, I'm like not operating. You know, when things are just so off in your head, right? Because I remember that night I had to get kicked out of the apartment. I had to call up my sister because I didn't have a car, right? We were sharing a car. And like, mm -hmm. hey, so you pick me up and drive me to my parents' place so we can, I can sleep, right? Wow. There. And then rock up to work the next day and I'm like, wow, what do I need to do? And then, you know, just messaging saying, come back, right? And I'm like, no, this is not the right thing. And I remember I had to just tell my boss right there. And he goes, he was super supportive. He listened to me like, Richard, whatever you're working on, if you need me to hand it over to me, you give it to me. Okay, they do. And look, if you need some time off, just take the rest of the week off. And this was, this was not a tell either, right? Because there's a different guy. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> right. I, really do need, I really do need that time off because I need to process what, what am I going to do now with my life, right? Because it's right. a shaker. And then I ran, I came back and he sat me down. I was like, you know, so I was in IT audit and he's like, do you want to stay in risk in governance and audit, right? And, you know, I looked at him, Jackson, I looked him dead in the eye and, you know, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I do, right? But that's the answer that I know he wants. Right. right, but in my heart, I'm like, ah. and I, I did this. Ah. I don't want. I don't think it's it's where I should be. Right, and he goes, Richard, if you're staying here because you're worried about the team, because I was the only IT auditor in the team, right? He goes, then I'm going to tell you now. You have my permission to quit, and we'll be fine. We'll figure it out, right? Because I want you to go do what you want to do, right? And that, yeah, what a brilliant that permission that I wouldn't give myself helped me change my life so that I'm here, here today, right? And that's something I carry on a lot with me is I think for myself, I didn't give myself permission to do a lot of things, but I'm trying to do that more with my team because maybe they don't give themselves permission internally in their own head. I'm saying, it's okay if you want to drop this. It's okay if you think this project that you started is no longer a great thing and we should drop it, right? It's okay if you want to go try this and, you know, I don't support it, but I will support you as a person. Right. Oh, and I think that's, that's the biggest lesson for me. Yeah, mate. That's awesome that he had the, <clears throat> I mean, he, he has some serious vision to know any, or he just, 
he had to follow a very strong intuition, but to know that when you have somebody who's operating and they're not willing or able to operate it, it, it keep at peak capacity, um, then you're, you're placing a much stronger burden on everybody else that's in the team mm. and animosity is going to start setting in. There's, there's this feeling that you just can't avoid that exists. Um, especially mm. in like a champion level culture. Um, I guess it's different mm. if everybody's just kind of showing up me with mediocrity, but I don't, I don't know much about those types of, uh, scenarios. I'm, I'm not good at mediocrity. Uh, Mike, I'm like, I'm an all in or nothing type yeah. of person. Um, so it's, it's important now that's all right. So if you had one chance, I mean, you just did this like twice in a row. It was pretty awesome, <laughs> but let's now, now knowing this is your last chance to share a lesson with entrepreneurs, with visionaries, leaders from your own experience, what would the lesson be? I think the powerful lesson, if I was to share anything, is to realize really where is your pure genius in. Yeah. And I'll, I'll share a story, right? Is yeah. I, I used to, like I said, run businesses on my own, right? And I'm like the founder going to chasing the spotlight. And I interviewed this one guy, his name is Daniel Priestley, right? He wrote Key Person of Influence, you know, founder of Dent, right? And I asked him, hey, on my podcast show back then, I'm like, what makes an amazing entrepreneur? And what he said next really redefined my life and where I wanted to play. And he said, Richard, an amazing entrepreneur is not the one that chases or is in the spotlight. It's the person that controls the spotlight and shines out on other people in their team. And in my heart, in that exact moment, mm -hmm. Jackson, I'm like, Oh my God, that's me, right? And I, I, I like in my head, I'm like, whoa, that's me. And I had had something as profound as that when I realized, hey, and this is probably the most powerful lesson for people is realize what is your, your zone of genius and and play in it, right? And so I had the hard part of like figuring out how do I play in it now? I go out and shine that aside from doing a podcast. I'm like, maybe I'm better as a number two, number five, number 50 in a company than I am trying to be number one, right? Or the founder of something. And that's what I took out from there and then started applying and eventually found my way into like outsourcing angel where, you know, because I knew what it kind of was like to be number one, I can, I can understand how Lynn wants it to be, even when she doesn't even know how to articulate it well. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And you know, that I accidentally misquoted you here. I said, realize your zone of genius. You said, realize your own genius. And, I, and word choice is so important. And so I, I give you credit for both. You're welcome to take both quotes and run with them. And I wrote down on the paper before wow. I wrote that on there, find your own genius. So I changed it again. But when when we play with these types of words and journaling type capacities or, or workshops, it's amazing the, the profound change it can have on, on how you develop when you move from finding your own genius versus realizing your own genius there's a different power to that so i appreciate you sharing that dynamic um as your uh as your power lesson let's dive in with the last uh last while that we have on on breaking the busy cycle of tech automation virtual teamwork um we know the the goal of unlocking prosperity now um what what is the busy cycle of tech automation and virtual teamwork and, and how do you break it oh, there's different ways right of getting yourself caught in this cycle and creating these bottlenecks, right? Like you can be caught up in, hey, I'm going to try this new tool, this, this new app, this new thing, right? And it just 
reinvents the wheel yeah. kind of for your, your your processes, your team, but then it, it exhausts your team because they're tired of new tech, right? Uh, then yeah. you could be in the so other shiny ball syndrome that happens, yeah. which exhausts yeah. the team. And it also, if you, if you go through shiny ball too many times with the same team and they've seen you not hit the results that you projected each time, they're not going to believe in the next one. Correct. So right. well said, what else? Yeah. And then you have the other one, which is more, it's kind of like a control or mindset, like uh, situation where, you're, you're building a team, you're giving them the processes, right? But at the same time, you kind of like become the helicopter manager, right? You fly in and you're like, whoa, what's happening? And then you fly out and then you create this whole like mess around, right? And mm. and it, it's an innate like feeling of need for control or significance, right? Because yes. you were the, the dude who used to do everything, right? You were the lady that used to look after everything. And then now you have other people to try and do it, but then... You don't enable them that space, right? And so that would it can be it can be about the the innate control. I'll add another paradigm though. Um, you know the mm -hmm. the nurturer who who does the same, the helicoptering. Like one, you don't want people to fall on their face. Um, you know, mm -hmm. so you you nurture and you, you you keep playing around it. Or um, you've had people in your past who did not perform the role the way that you want to, and so instead of giving new people the benefit of the doubt, they'll be better at it. You're traumatized. And so you're yes. now micromanaging the next person and you're telling them what to do instead of allowing them to create the success that they, they could have if you just got out of the way. Right. So yeah. there's two sides of that. But that yeah, helicoptering is yeah. huge. Yeah. I love that you bring that up because I tell this a lot to my team is something similar doesn't mean it's the same. Right. And that means right. the performer. Right. Yeah. And so I use like this kettle example. Like you're a kid, kettle's on the stove. Sure. One first time you touch it, bam, burnt. Right. But a ring around my yeah. hand from touching the stovetop when I was five, Rich. I know what you're saying. Oh man, right. I and just then, wanted to sure. see if the red light was like real. You know, like <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid, right. stupid move. And, and then I'm sure for a very long time afterwards, every time you saw it, right, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to touch that. And that's Still. what business owners have, right? That trauma comes along. But I'm like, but there are times where the kettle's not on, the stove's not on. Right, and you can touch it, and it's the same thing here. Is it's educating people about that. <laughs> I won't touch it. No, nope, you're still scared, man. You're still scared. <laughs> <laughs> yep, thirty years later, not happening. Um, so. uh, yeah, and and that's one of the things, right? I remember when I was I came in with Lynn, and I was looking up the ops, and she would try to jump in, and I said, I told her, and it's also important to tell, your, you know, those those leaders, hey, back off, give me a shot, let me try this, right? This and communicating it along the way, like. One of the most powerful things we're trying to roll out now is this phrase called your communication is your performance, right? Your, communi yeah. your communication is your performance, meaning I, like I don't that. care if you get the, the best report to me, but if you, along the way you didn't communicate to me how you're going, if you didn't tell me, if you told me it was next week, you never you, it's delayed and all of that, I don't care. I don't want that, right? Because I don't like to go right. through that journey, you know? And so I would update regularly. This is what we're going to do with this. This is how we're going to handle this. This is how we're going to do this. Right, so that they're aware of how the journey ahead versus a. Trust me, I don't. Nothing's worse than like Jackson. Just trust me. I got this. I'm like, how can I trust you when you don't even tell me what what's good, what's gonna what you're gonna do, right? When you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like none of this. Trust me, right? Trust me is fine. In order, we have this phrase for trust but verify, right? Yeah. So I can trust you, but tell me what your plan, so that I can feel okay with it. 
I heard a wise old man, but my mom used this line actually. I mean, it worked. Um, I was a teenager, one of the most manipulative kids in the world, by the way. Like I could get what I wanted and go where I wanted, but I was there was some party I wanted to go to or something like that. And she said, uh, she said, Jackson, uh, there's a church leader who said um, who his kids wanted to go somewhere too. And he said, it's not that I, and they said, why don't you trust me? He said, it's not yeah. that I don't trust you. He said, I don't trust myself in the wrong circumstances. Mm. And that, that really hit me. Um, and I was like, okay. I was like, what, what he's saying is if I put myself in a, in a particular circumstance without preparation, without planning, without order, then I am putting myself at risk of failure for whatever that it could be a moral victory or moral problem or that can be related to business as well. So tech automation and virtual teams, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? No, the, the tech, the automation or the virtual team? Uh, I would say this, it depends on your situation, but in saying that most cases, you can probably look at automation to some degree, right? Mm. Like most business owners, I think, aren't familiar with automation unless they're in the tech you know, type of space, right? But usually the biggest wins that, that can happen very quickly on a, on a tight budget is implementing more automation to reduce, you know, like the, the copy pasting type of things, activities happen, right? And you can learn it yourself. It's not that hard, but it just takes time, right? Um, it takes yeah. a lot of time. <laughs> right? It does. And look, I like your, I like your pleasurable laugh on that. <laughs> you agree with me. <laughs> Uh, of course, man, I'm like, huh, uh, that's a good joke, man. That's a good okay. joke, right? It's so true. It's right. so true. Well, yeah. let's let's talk about that, Richard. So, um, my my gen, my answer without hearing your my unguided answer disagrees with you. But after hearing you mm -hmm. say that and thinking through it, I'm like, man, I take for granted all of the automation I've been learning since we joined Y Combinator. I was I was this 2009. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and here we were, we investors of Paul Bukai, the inventor of Gmail, Matt Cutts, the search director of Google. We were search engine optimization company, you know, like we, we were automating all sorts of stuff. And so I've spent the last 14 years, you know, automating as, as much as, as I can about what I do. So therefore, if I were to tell somebody, don't worry about automation, but they've never paid attention to automation at all. I didn't do a good job of evaluating what their own personal circumstances may be and, and how much they could, they might still not even know how to create an email template, not their fault. Yeah. They just didn't yeah. learn that yet. So I digress. You're right. What automations, um, what automations are being massively overlooked that, that, that could be taken advantage of in your opinion? Uh, I think one of the simplest things is, you know, most people might have a CRM, right? And they probably have sales team. And we all know salespeople do not like to use a CRM, right? Why? Because no, they got punch no. stuff. It takes time. But, but yeah, you don't look at automations to simplify that for the salesperson, right? So one of the things I realized early on was I can have HubSpot, right, as a CRM. That's what we use. But if I'm asking my salesperson, hey, when you go to, to your sales call, please create a contact. And create a company, then create a deal, right? For that, for that person, they're like, right, mm -hmm, right. So I'm like, how do we simplify? You only that? hire the worst of the worst salespeople by that. But when I say worst of the worst, I'm not talking about the person. I'm talking about the process and the people that are designed to win in the process. Great sales reps are gone like that if you put them in front of a crappy CRM. 
Yeah, because they're just like, I don't want to do that. I just want to be on the phone. I just want to talk to people, right? It's and not so, sustainable. Yeah, right. And and so we, we, we automate it. So when they book in, all of that gets created, right? The deal sits there on the pipeline. So then they know they can click on that deal and then read up about that person. And then all I ask is, as much as I would love to, I'd love to automate and, you know, I'm sure there are AI tools to, to annotate and give summaries of, mm -hmm. of cause. At this point in time, I still don't completely Ooh, trust. That's a great it, idea. Right? Yeah, and there is, right? And I, there's, I personally just don't completely trust. I will gather all the important things that, you know, a salesperson will pick up on like, look, they were a bit tentative. But they on can this. focus on the important nuance now. So you bring up a great Correct. point because if they could, if they had an assistant to take advantage of the bulk of the notes, now the only things they have to annotate are the important nuances that can't be caught by an AI. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what we do. So we have now AI tools that sit on the meeting in Zoom, yeah. right? And it creates, it like records it. We can that. Yeah, yeah, like that, right? Uh, we use another one called Fathom, right? Fathom.video. Yeah. And yeah. they have a summary. And basically, they paste that in. And then they just write bullet points of, hey, here's what, what this client really needs. So that when it hands over to yeah. our team, right, the onboarding team, we know what to do. Uh, that way and so mm. it's just simplifying people think oh it only takes like five minutes to enter in this done like yeah but did you know then spending that five minutes there also takes them another 25 minutes to get back into whatever they were trying to do before right whether that's writing that email you know doing follow-ups or whatever it is. they just forget and he's like oh man what was i doing oh yeah i was writing this email and oh yeah this is what i want to say now you know that's and right right and you're, it's hard to get somebody who's not conscious of the of the like the subconscious processes to, to pay attention to that. But if you take five times eight appointments, that's 40 minutes and one day times five, that's 200 minutes. That's more than that's more than two hours, three hours of, of lost productivity time, which means three meetings. And so if <laughs> your close ratio is 30 percent. You just lost one deal per week per rep. Mm -hmm. On mm -hmm. that. So yeah, Your I'm with you. Mind, Jackson. I love it. Man. Well, I got a calculator, man. I I, I, didn't, I used a calculator for that. But my my commitment to disciplines is right on par with yours in terms of like, no, every minute matters, and that's how you end up creating, you know, the the space to have cool conversations like this and know that hey, you know what, we're at forty six minutes instead of forty five, but I enjoy it. And I don't have a pressing commitment right after. I'm on at six. I've got Vince. He's going to be fun to talk to. Um, I'm going to be talking to him about this show in particular. Um, but we, we get to use more of our time the right way. And we get to exercise our freedom when we have systems yeah. like that in place that that liberate the, yeah. the tasks that something can do for us. And what I want to create that time and space for, Jackson, and this blows like people's minds, right? I'm like, I want you, my people, to not be busy. Right. When I say busy, right. I mean like they were running around like, oh my God, I gotta do this, 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 this. I'm like, I want to create that space so that you have some downtime. It, one improves your morale because you're not feeling like you're smashed all the time. Mm -hmm. Two, in that space of downtime, I want them to be like, man, wouldn't it be cool if I could do this or if we had this? And that's what the innovation space comes in. So then that we can work on that. Be like, hey, cool, cool point you bring up. Let's try and put that in. You know, and that's how we can improve and do things better by being more efficient. You're right. But also, I don't always measure productivity with like how many calls are you on? How long are you on those calls for? Right. It's it's also like I, I focus a lot on team morale and how do you feel? Right. Because I think long term wise, you know, it's very hard to have someone at full 100 percent productivity and still want to like rock up the next day on a Monday. 
right? And, and yep. continue smashing it and, and hauling ass, right? Uh, for right. the business, you know, so. Absolutely, yeah. man. Well, this has been so fun. And I'm glad that you talked about shining the light on others. It's a big principle of ours as well. Um, I love to, I love the analogy it was uh, Eli Wild um, who, who shared it and talked about how we have the opportunity to be a lighthouse. Um, as a lighthouse, shine the light on others. <clears throat> that exposes the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, oftentimes, of the, the entities that we may be working with. But as a person behind that lighthouse or the, the team that you're wanting to work with, are they accepting of that? Do they, do they want to help you bring forward uh, the best out of your situations? I, I see a lot of that in you, Richard. So thanks for being on our show. Um, how can people reach out and get in touch with you? What's the best way? Uh, thank you for having me on, man. I really appreciate that. And I hope I added some good value. Best place to reach out, right, is probably go on LinkedIn, just in my name, Richard PHU, Foo, right? Or hit up the Outsourcing Angel website, right, outsourcingangel.com. And, you know, that's probably the best way to reach out to me. Perfect. And uh, definitely, if you're interested in, in bringing on new team members or exploring the tech side or the automation side, um, you know, I, I'll definitely be talking to Richard further about outsourcing angel and how we might be able to work together to build out first class business and what we're up to at vision pros live, maybe even looking at the, the nation expansion to some of the South American, uh, you know, countries, I want to say continents, South American countries, um, that, that we're already working with as well. Uh, vision pros, if you have any comments, any questions, please drop those um, on the, the social media channel of your choice. Let us know what they are. We'll make sure that Richard gets a hold of those as well. Uh, we'll have all of the links, of course, in the show notes on the landing page. Um, and if you want to be on the show, don't hesitate to apply to tell us what your vision is as well. Um, we have a whole world of people who would probably be blessed by it. Everybody have a fantastic evening. We'll see you on the next show. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving